Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Avoiding Entropy. I am your host, Tumultuous. And I think it's a little bit strange that I haven't really been talking about why I'm here, what I'm doing, and why I haven't been telling anybody about what I think or I have seen is going to happen. In 1859, a astronomer was going to his telescope to look at his regular daily things of the sun. And he noticed something very, very strange. And right at that moment, it happened. A solar flare, massive, hit the Earth. Now, a solar flare isn't really terrible. It does have certain x-rays and other kinds of radiation that comes out that is potentially hazardous to us. However, that is not the biggest danger. The biggest threat and danger is when that solar flare is combined with a coronal, coronal mass ejection, CME. Now, what happens there is everything that has an electromagnetic field gets disrupted gets an influx of energy and therefore blown out so basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not going to get into too much about how I know and what exactly because I don't really know a lot of it exactly I'll tell you what I do know is that there will be a solar flare combined with a massive CME that will knock out the power grid of what I think is most of the Earth. Definitely North America and probably Canada and South America. I know this because at the given time right now we are operating at capacity, which means all of our power plants, everything that we're getting electricity from, is operating at maximum levels. Any more strength or I guess any more strain on that will blow out all of the massive power lines, power um, acquires, all that stuff. So basically it'll happen that your laptop and your cell phone might still work, but there'll be no service and there'll be no way to plug them in. That is why I was telling people to pretend that they don't have electricity for three months, which to some of you won't even be that much of a, an issue, I guess. But I'm more worried about the people that are in Metropolis, like New York City, Chicago, L.A., Detroit, places where people are cooped up in small cubicles that they call apartments but nowhere to go and no electricity and surrounded by 11 other million people. I always tell people on the podcast to react to the way, I'm sorry, to control the way you react to a situation if you can't control the situation because unfortunately... We're not going to be able to control a solar flare with a CME, but we will be able to control the way we react. Now, if everybody was me and everybody was a clone of me, thought exactly the way I think, or like many of you think, that wouldn't be a problem, really. Maybe it would be a little bit of a struggle to get products and food, but it really wouldn't be mass hysteria. What I'm afraid is going to happen is the people... Of, well, I live near New York. I live about 20 minutes away from New York City, Manhattan. So I can only imagine what was going to go down, was going to go down in the city when this happens. 
because there's gonna be no warning. It takes just over eight minutes to for light from the sun to hit here. It's 499 seconds, right? Six times eight is 48. So it's gonna be about eight minutes morning. So if we're looking at the sun constantly, we might know, but in that eight minutes, we won't be able to alert anyone and then everything goes out. It's gonna take months to fix because the main power goes out, means everyone that has a generator might be okay if that generator is not plugged in. Solar panels will be okay if they're not plugged in because if it's generating an electromagnetic field, it will blow out that field. Like I said, your cell phones might be fine because you'll be in the basement or in a house, but they're gonna be pretty, they're gonna be basically paperweights with Flappy Bird. Now, if the mass hysteria will erupt in the cities because people are not warned, they don't know what's going on, and for the first day or two, maybe everybody will be okay. But then, as word gets out, everyone simultaneously is going to panic, run to the supermarket to buy toilet paper, or broccoli, or bread, or milk, and I know I'm kind of making a joke right now, but unfortunately, it's going to be serious because this virus that just happened to us was almost like a test for us to see how we could sit inside and how we will behave, so to speak, if something like that was to go down. I'm not saying that it was intentional or man-made. Everyone has their own opinions. I have mine too. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the fact that I need everybody listening to this podcast to pretend for one second that everything I'm saying is true. I'm not saying that it's not true, but I'm just saying, if you have skepticism or doubts, humor me, humor yourselves, and just pretend that I'm speaking the truth. Because honestly, if I'm not, and I'm lying, and I'm a hallucinogenic, uh, delusionary schizophrenic with involuntary narcissistic rage, then you know what? You'll be ready for three months without electricity. God forbid that should ever happen. But if a fraction or a percent of what I'm saying is true and it goes down. You are going to look down on this day and you are going to regret not pretending. Now, as I'm saying this, I'm not ready for three months with no electricity. I'm not, I didn't pack a bug out bag. I don't have it. We have a generator in the house, but I didn't set up things to avoid being discomforted because the way I live my life is that even if I know something's coming, if I get the privilege of knowing something is coming in the future, I never take steps physically to avoid that because that alters potentially what will happen. So it's sort of like a butterfly effect. You make a small alteration here and then it branches off onto another path, another timeline. It doesn't look like much, but once you get down further, the angle increases every second that we live. So I don't prepare because I prepare in my head. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that. You prepare however you need or don't. Don't listen to me. Don't prepare. Don't do anything. At least you can do yourselves a favor and run the scenario in your head just as an exercise to see what would happen. And God forbid this does happen in the way that I have seen it been confirmed by other people who have seen it people on TikTok out of the 12,000 followers that I have so far a lot of them believe it or not are coming out and telling me things that I am shocked to hear the similarities 
in these people's visions and dreams is uncanny. It's spooky. And I tell them I'm never going to speak about it to anyone else unless they ask me. One or two of them said it's okay. But that's not the point. The point is, is that it's confirmed on a large scale. So if I'm crazy, then so are a lot of other people. That felt kind of bittersweet to say. However, what I was told and what I've seen is that it's happening relatively soon. I know it's pretty general, but relatively soon is not going to be a hundred years. Relatively soon means while we're alive. And if we don't take steps, which the government, I doubt, will, because, let's face it, they don't really worry about that kind of thing. Like the remote viewing and the psychic spies things, the government um, banned the project. They scrapped it, which is why it's released in the CIA electronic reading room, is because it's no longer classified and no longer part of the government's projects. Because a government can't have something that they cannot explain. The government can't say to the masses, I don't know how this works. It's, they just can't do it. I understand that. But however, they could have done something, dug deeper, asked the ETs that they're in communicate with about it. But they just scrapped it instead. And this gift that we had of being able to see the future or being able to see places on earth that we've never been just by closing our eyes and thinking about it really hard which basically is what it is they scrapped it because they can't say I don't know like the lead remote viewing instructor in the world right now worked with the Russians or against the Russians with the Americans he's been doing it for a long time he believes that we should be teaching this to our kids in school because if the power goes out That'll be an easy way for us to communicate. And I know it sounds crazy, something like out of a sci-fi movie, but tell me something right now. What in the past 15 years hasn't been like a sci-fi movie? I remember watching Star Trek back in the day when they talked to each other on the phones that had the pictures of their faces. Like, oh my God, that's so futuristic. I'm literally doing that right now. The influx of technology has escalated exponentially, rapidly, so fast. It went from the internet, from the microwave, I mean, to the internet, to ethernet, to now LED lights, light emitting diodes, using half of the energy, providing twice the light. You have solar powered phone chargers. Now, if you take the hint, they're all around you. And if you take the hint of where everything's going, you might understand the, sh the picture that's shaping up. Because much like the COVID, virus after a couple of weeks of us staying inside all of the social media platforms started pushing psycho uh, mental health clinics and domestic abuse things like that because they know that people that are experiencing domestic abuse are going to be stuck with their abusers in their house so you have to read the signs they are everywhere because the government essentially does care about the people to some extent yes they probably have some of them have their own agendas and like I said I'm not biased by any government or any members of the government I just see and I read the signs and I follow the patterns and it's pretty pretty obvious that they're there like I'm sure in the 60s or the 70s you would probably tell me 
call me as uh, the guy that puts a foil on his head afraid the FBI is going to hack into his brain. Guess what? The FBI can hack into your brain. <laughs> the government has created and has had for a while simulators that are electromagnetic in terms of they can stop what you're thinking and provide you with a reality that not only feels real, you will forget where you actually were. So a lot of abductees that get abducted or get visited by extraterrestrials are immediately almost followed up by another visit from the government or the whichever country that they are, the U.S. government, the Russian government. So, for instance, like, let's, let's put it this way. Let me give you an example. Somebody gets abducted by aliens. They're scared. The aliens tell them, don't worry, everything is okay. We are a superior race. This is what's going on. This is how everything is. They teach you a little bit of telepathy. They show you their ship, and they send you on your merry way. You ask, am I going to remember this? The aliens say, would you like to? And you say, yes, I would, thank you. And they don't wipe your memory. You come home, you start talking about it, obviously. And then, two days later, three days later, two weeks later, you get visited again. Similar aliens, but a lot more mean. Now they're probing and they're scratching and they're burning and doing all kinds of icky stuff that you don't want to be done to you. Thinking now, why are these aliens so mean? They were so nice before. That's because the second visit wasn't from the aliens. It was from the government to make you think that the aliens are not good. Now, don't get it misconstrued. There's extraterrestrials out there and on this planet that are good and that there are not so good. The ones that are not so good aren't here to kill you. They just don't give a shit about you. The ones that are good are grateful to you because you are their ancestors. Now, that's the topic I'm going to get into on another podcast. But for now, I just have to tell you this. Even if none of this comes true, okay, I wouldn't start this campaign because I'm bored. I have thousands of things to do other than this. But I feel like at the end of my life, when I go and I get my judgment, I could look at it and I could use this as a way of saying that I did something, I tried to do something positive for as many humans as I could. It was their choice to listen or not. And nobody would be able to argue against that. So, that is it. Feel free to share this, tell people as much as you want. I will back it up 100%. And if we all die before this happens, then you guys could tell me I told you so in the next life. But believe me, I will never be the one to tell you I told you so if it does. I'll see you soon. Please, just an exercise.